0: It's time for Weekdays with Wilk, your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Hey, it's uh, definitely Monday. Just feels like a Monday today. I don't know what's going on out there, but uh, I got a little bit of the Monday blues, not going to lie. Just, uh, you know, life, man. Just life sometimes. Sometimes. February 22nd today, uh, which I'm happy about because that means we're getting one step closer to March, which is my absolute favorite month. And uh, we might have had a March Madness preview last night. Let's uh, go ahead and hit down with it in the rundown. Do you know what a rundown is? Uh, Can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But It sounds like the rundown is really important. Michigan's a step closer to claiming the Big Ten regular season title and a number one seed in the NCAA tournament after winning a matchup of top five teams. Third-ranked Wolverines had five players scoring double figures and a 92-87 victory over number four Ohio State. Freshman center Hunter Dickinson led the way with 22 points and nine rebounds as Michigan improved to 16-1 overall and 11-1 in the conference. Eli Brooks finished with 17 points, and Sean D. Brown came off the bench to add 15 to help the Wolverines overcome Dwayne Washington Jr.'s career-high 30 points Wolverines led by nine with 23 seconds left, but a pair of three-pointers from Washington and a layup by C.J. Walker got the Buckeyes within three points with three seconds to go. Brooks sealed the win with a couple of foul shots. E.J. Liddell delivered 23 points and 10 rebounds for the Buckeyes, who fell to 18-5 and overall and 12-5 and in the Big Ten. In Sunday's other men's basketball finals, Houston announced back-to-back or bounce back, rather, from a loss as Quentin Grimes contributed 20 points and 8 rebounds to help lead the 6th-ranked Cougars to a 90-52 route of Cincinnati. Tremond Marks scored 12 points for Houston, which shot 47%, hit 19 of 21 from the line, and third, turned 13 Bearcat turnovers into 22 points. Houston outscored Cincy 32-7 over the final 11 minutes of the first half to take a 50-26 lead at the break. Luca Garza became Iowa's all-time leading scorer while providing 23 in the uh, 11th Ranked Hawkeyes 74-68 victory over Penn State. Garza now has 2,126 points for Iowa, on his career breaking the record of 2,116 set by Roy Marble back in 1985 through 89. Garza also had 11 rebounds for his 10th double-double of the season. Number 21 Wisconsin coasted to a 68-51 win over Northwestern as Micah Potter scored 19 points. Demetric Trice had 13. Jonathan Davis and Brad Davidson had. 12 points apiece, helping the Badgers bounce back from consecutive losses to number three Michigan and number 11 Iowa. In the NBA, the Boston Celtics continue to have trouble stringing together victories. The Celtics drop back to 500 after coughing up a 24 point lead in the second half of a 120 115 loss at New Orleans. Brandon Ingram highlighted a 31 point performance by hitting a go ahead three pointer with 33.3 seconds left in overtime. Zion Williamson scored 24 of his 28 points after halftime and had 10 rebounds to help the Pelicans win for the second time in seven games. Josh Hart was instrumental in the comeback and delivered 17 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks, and a steal. Jason Tatum had 32 points and nine assists for Boston, which led 79-55 after Tristan Thompson's free throws midway through the third quarter. The Nets picked up their season-high six straight win and wrapped up a 5-0 road trip by beating the Clippers 112-108. James Harden delivered 35 points, 11 rebounds and 7 assists as Brooklyn won again without forward Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving added 28 points and 8 assists to the victory, which puts the Nets within a half a game of Philadelphia for the Eastern Conference overall lead. The Raptors now have a four-game winning streak after Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet scored 23 points apiece in a 110-103 decision over the 76ers. Chris Boucher scored 11 of his 17 points in the fourth quarter for Toronto, hitting three three three-point shots while the Raptors opened the period on a 15-8 run to take the lead for keeps. Joel Embiid had 25 points and 17 rebounds for the Sixers, who have dropped four straight road games. Giannis Antetokounmpo finished 38 points and 18 rebounds and guiding the Bucs to a 128-115 win against Sacramento. Chris Middleton dropped 32 as Milwaukee won its second straight since a five-game losing streak. Therese Halliburton scored a team-high 23 points in Sacramento's seventh consecutive loss. The Knicks blew a 21-point lead before pulling out a 103-99 win over the Timberwolves. Julius Randle had 25 points, grabbed 14 rebounds, and made the go-ahead free throw with 32 seconds left. R.J. Barrett added 21 points for the Knicks in their last game played with no fans at Madison Square Garden. Shake Gilgos alexander had 31 points and 9 assists as the Thunder beat the Cavaliers 117-101 to stop a 3-game skid. Al Horford had 16 points and 8 rebounds, and Hamadou Diallo scored 15 points off the bench in Oklahoma City's first win in 6 road games. Cleveland dropped its 10th in a row despite Jarrett Allen, who furnished 26 points on 11-for-11 shooting while grabbing 17 rebounds. The Hawks had lost 5 of 6 and 8 of 10 before Trey Young and Clint Capella furnished double-doubles in a 123-115 victory against the Nuggets. Young had 35 points and 15 assists, while Capella added 22 points and 10 rebounds. Jamal Murray had 30 points for the Nuggets, who trailed by as many as 22 in their fourth game in six days. Nikola Vucevic had 37 points and 11 rebounds for the Magic in a 105-96 victory over the Pistons. Vucevic had his seventh 30-point game of the season, two days after his third career triple-double. Evan Fournier added a season-high 29 points for Orlando, which has won three straight for the first time since beginning the season for NL. And that is your roundup, or rundown, rather, for today on this Monday. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Michigan and Ohio State. I thought that was a phenomenal game. I wasn't able to see any of it live, but looking at some of the film, two really good teams, two Final Four contenders for sure. Uh, And this this just had a taste, I think, of what we're going to get in March. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to see a lot of good, high-quality teams playing a lot of good games. Not a lot. Don't have to really worry much about travel because you're all going to be in that bubble in Indianapolis. That was a really good game. Uh, two really good teams. Uh, Michigan is really kind of putting themselves in a second-tier class behind Gonzaga and Baylor. Still, they've only lost once, so that's uh, that's definitely something we'll we'll keep an eye on with Michigan. Can they get back to kind of being in? a contender status, because obviously uh, you'd say they're a contender, but it's just Gonzaga and Baylor are that good. We talk about this, I feel like, pretty frequently on the show. Um, Going back to the NBA, uh, New Orleans is so hard to figure out. They're really hard to figure out. Stan wants to slow things down for Brandon Ingram. Well, that's great, and Zion Williamson can play slow, obviously because he's just so big. But I feel like the Pelicans are a lot better playing at a faster pace, and they sometimes do that. Um, and we talked about how Boston's got troubles; they got to make a move. Like there's just zero, zero doubt out there that Boston has got to do something because they're in trouble. They just simply are. Uh, I think getting Marcus Smart back after the All Star game here in a couple of weeks would maybe be step number one. But I think a trade's gotta gotta become got to become a part of this at some point. Boston's got issues. New Orleans, are they going to make a deal? I don't see them really making anything too significant. This is the first real run you've had. Maybe Eric Bledsoe would be a guy you move. Maybe J.J. Reddick if he could get the right pieces back. But Josh Hart's playing out of his mind right now. Obviously, Zion and Brandon Ingram are doing their thing. Lonzo's been a little bit better. So uh, New Orleans, a team to keep an eye on rising in the West. I I wasn't sold on them being a playoff team this year, but they might uh, overall prove me wrong based on uh, what we're seeing standings-wise. They are currently sitting, if I remember right, they're still out of the playoff picture, just barely two games out of the playoff picture at the moment. But they figured a few things out along the way after a really bad start, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do going forward. Obviously, very interesting story coming out of Minnesota last night with the Timberwolves firing Ryan Saunders. And they announced the hiring of Toronto assistant Chris Finch to come on in. And Finch is a good candidate. He has some G League head coaching experience. Toronto's got a great staff. Um, Overall, it's the Timberwolves. I don't think the hire really matters because, once again, it's the Timberwolves. Um, I'm just not completely sold on anything really changing uh, within that within that program within that organization until Glenn Taylor's not the owner anymore. So, man, that's tough. Tough to be a Timberwolf fan. I don't know a ton of them, but hmm. Uh, interesting enough, they passed on David Vanderpool, which I thought was interesting. Uh, cause he's, he's been a head coaching candidate for a really long time. He's kind of becoming the Eric B um, of the Kansas city chiefs. Benemy. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember honestly how to say your game. I'm running on four and a half hours of sleep. So that's, that's what you're going to get from me today. Um, I like, I, I just Minnesota. And it's so weird that they hired a guy so quickly after like, had this vibe that this is something that Minnesota had been working on for a couple days. Ryan Saunders will get another chance. Again, it's the Timberwolves. He's thirty-four years old for crying out loud. Um, he's going to get another shot at the NBA some way, someday. Make a great assistant coach right now. Now that he's got some of this, uh, some of this other experience behind his on his belt. So, eh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be something that we uh, we definitely want to keep an eye on in terms of, yeah, assistant coaching and, and different things like that. So it uh, it's unfortunate for him, though, very much uh, very much um, dedicated to that Timberwolves franchise, obviously, with his dad, Flip, who coached there twice, was trying to build something again. Flip was the head coach definitely during their most significant time. Maybe he takes Detroit over here in a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Jazz back in action against Charlotte tonight. I'm actually kind of worried about this game. I think the Jazz match up well with Charlotte. It's just they didn't play that well and scored a lot of points against Charlotte, so I hope they don't think they can just do that again even though they're at home. Um, it just seems like kind of a trap game. You're coming off a really hard-fought game on the road against a really good team. I don't know. It just seems like it's a trap. That's a trap. Um, Utes will be back in action on Thursday. They host UCLA. Don't think Utah's going to win that. They're not having the best season at all of a sudden now sitting at nine and 10, very mediocre. Uh, Maybe they get that win. I could see this maybe being a game Utah wins. I'll pick that one on Thursday. Aggies back in action Friday. Boise State beating them twice last week. Really rough for Utah State. They got to figure out uh, some, some ways to finally try and get in the tournament besides winning the the conference cha- championship uh, tournament. They they really need need some quality wins. Nevada, I don't think is great. I don't think they're terrible either, though. So that'll be interesting. BYU will play San Francisco on Thursday. That's a fairly decent one for the Cougars as they coming off a couple big wins last week. I definitely like uh, what BYU did this last weekend, though. They looked great. I'm looking here... Going on tonight, Chicago visits Houston in the NBA. Memphis will be at Dallas. Charlotte at Utah. Miami visits Oklahoma City. Portland visiting Phoenix. Washington will be at the Lakers. That's an 8 p.m. tip on NBA TV. Number 18, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. 7 p.m. on ESPN. Oregon visiting 19th-ranked USC. That's at 9 p.m. on FS1. Uh, Picks, I'm going to go Houston over Chicago. I take Dallas over Memphis. Utah over Charlotte. Miami should win in Oklahoma City. I'm going to take Phoenix against Portland, and I'll take the Lakers over Washington. Top 25 college basketball, 18th-ranked Texas Tech visits Oklahoma State at 7. As mentioned, that's I'm going to take Tech, and I'm going to take USC over Oregon. I think that Oklahoma State game is going to be a lot closer. I almost want to pick Oklahoma State, but not quite, and Oregon could win uh, at SC. That's going to do it for Weekdays with Wilk. It's a Monday edition. Hey, it feels like a Monday. Go treat yourself Get yourself something, uh, a nice cold Mountain Dew, a nice nap, because that might be what I do. Maybe not in that order necessarily, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to love one another. Be a good person.